Hello, you're listening to the Greek to Me podcast, a daily discovery of the New Testament scriptures one word at a time. We hope today's podcast helps you better understand and appreciate God's word. Hi, it's February 1st, and our word today is pass. James 1, 2 through 4 says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. The meaning of the word pass here is seen in the, the third word of that English translation, count it all joy. It's the word all, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. The word all simply does mean all or every, and it deserves pointing out, however, in this context that the word is taking the form of an adjective here, and the Greek form here is pasan. This is important to notice, so we get the full weight of this exhortation from the half-brother of our Lord, James, here. The all in counted all joy is not a reference to how many of our trials should be considered joy. He's not saying count all of the trials joy. Rather, the all describes the joy. He's saying count it all or fully or completely joy whenever you face these trials. The difference is important. Hypothetically, if we don't understand this, especially as read in the ESV and several other good translations, we could go our whole life finding just a little bit of joy in each of our trials and feel like we've discovered the great truth of this passage, but we would be wrong. The great truth of this passage exists not in the quantity of the trials that we consider joy, but in the quality of that joy itself in the midst of our trials. The desire to emphasize this is, I presume, what led the uh, translators of the New International Version in verse 1 to translate, consider it pure joy, or the translators of the NLT and the Christian Standard Bible to translate it, uh, consider it great joy. The Amplified Bible might actually do this little adjective the best justice with this, consider it nothing but joy. See, this is striking because there are no exceptions then. There are no gaps or loopholes whatsoever. There is no trial in which we cannot find not just a silver lining, but complete joy. This is not to say that we rejoice that the trial is taking place. We are not told here to be sadists who are unfeeling and unhinged from the reality of pain in this life. No, we instead are told to think spiritually and to evaluate all things, yes, good, bad, and ugly, with a heavenly scorecard. And the truth is difficulty, challenges, loss, failure, and pain, these various trials, as James writes, they have a profound way of testing our faith in God. And if we lean into them as opportunities for such trusting, our faith will be stretched, our endurance will be strengthened, and over time we grow in spiritual maturity. So if that's the kind of thing you're into, then every trial is essentially a a grab bag of spiritual growth opportunities. In Romans 8, 28, Paul writes something that, that seems very similar here. 
in in the tone and just in the content of his exhortation teaching, he writes, we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. Uh, And then he repeats himself, for those who are called according to his purposes. This is a great promise, but, but I'll be honest. I find it hard to preach or teach this truth without thinking how presumptuous or insensitive it must sound to at least some that God, quote, works all things together for good in accordance with his purpose. What I mean is there, there are genuinely traumatic experiences, or, or maybe as far as someone else is concerned, and quote, senseless violence that some have suffered, that to imagine God doing anything other than disposing of the incident altogether seems impossible at best and, and hurtful at worst. But the Spirit of God does have a way, being as powerful and gracious as he is, he has a way of simultaneously condemning wickedness and, and redeeming it for his own purposes. For example, there is nothing from which God cannot heal, in which case, what a powerful example of his power and wisdom. Another example is there is no wrong worthy of us withholding forgiveness from someone, despite how much of a process it might be. And in that case, what a powerful testimony of God's grace at work in our life through us. Last example, there is no wound an enemy could inflict that is so great as to give us reason not to love that person, in which case, what a profound testimony to God's mercy and his love for us, again, while we were sinners, Christ died for us. So where are you looking for mere silver lining where you could be discovering the endless treasures of Christian maturity in Christ-likeness? What trial are you facing that you're content to survive it, and that God intends, rather, to reveal himself to you and make you more into the image of his Son through? What storm are you hoping passes overhead today, never to be seen again, or do you see past that storm, beyond the pain, through the challenge to God himself, and to see through those things to all that he is up to in and through you, if you can just trust him, and as James writes, let steadfastness have its full effect in you.